Welcome to the way. Oh, what? Don't talk too much because I've got to edit this later. Oh well. Thanks for listening. Oh. Welcome to the <laughs> I will put you to sleep, son. I'm leaving this bit in. Well, <laughs> welcome to the wise men say reaction show Senator V in Plymouth, Argyle 2-1 at the stadium right this afternoon. I'm in the Harbour View pub joined by Michael Loft and Richard Easterbrook. How are we, gents? Very good. Should be a lot happier, but uh, but very good all the same. Hung over but giddy for me. Well, drunk soon for you, you'd, you'd you think, think, and drunk on Sunderland's first half performance for all of us, I think. Although it was a yeah. uh, fluidity that we haven't seen for a while in the first half. I'd like to say that that performance in the first half was like a vindication for choosing row three. It was, it was just everything uh, about it. It was just like it was what it was in the early parts of the season, where every time we went forward, there was a, there was a threat, and it felt for all of for all that. That Plymouth weren't that great in the first half, especially that um, that that we looked genuinely dangerous, and I, there was some, there was some real there was some real kind of uh, what they call it, attacking intent and, and and intensity which I hadn't seen, especially on that surface. So so first half, like probably the, one of the best 45s we put in this season. Yep, I think um, Diago really embodied that and the general improvement of the side over the past couple of weeks because I think he's a player who, like, we'd all kind of like written off as being like a bit of a dud, and like we kind of were saying, oh well, just because he's got like the Bayern Munich reputation because he played there like a couple of years ago, etc., etc. But I thought he was absolutely outstanding, particularly in the first half, and that bit of trickery he does for the second goal was absolutely brilliant. It's a lovely little finish by Broadhead, um, and I think he was just really lively, very direct, and like I say. He kind of just really embodied like our kind of style of play in the first half and the way we looked to take the game the opposition. And he showed some like really good composure as well, which I think he's had into his game. So all round, I thought we were excellent first half and it's a really good win. I agree. I, I think with them, that second goal, it's very much one, one of your, you know, you'd are, well, if, you know, David Silver had scored that, it would be shown for weeks and weeks. But I mean, to be fair, it would, because like, it's, it's a fantastic finish. Broad, like, it's great. I, who also, he brought it for me, he's the best player on that pitch by a long distance. I'll tell you what, I didn't realise how strong he is. Yeah. There was quite a few times today where a ball got like pumped up to him, you were kind of thinking, oh, you wish it was Stuart on the end of that. But actually, Broadhead, he used his body really well and he's got that turn of pace where actually he can get you, even if he doesn't win the ball, he can, pull, he can push them back um, 20 yards up the pitch. Um, I think he was absolutely brilliant today, like you said. And again, the more game time he's getting, the better like we're becoming. And I almost think with Johnson, maybe the fact that he's had to play the same team again, we're not overthinking it, maybe. And we just kind of have to make do and mend with what we've got. So I think he's like kind of like not, doesn't have the option to tinker with it. I agree with that. I, I like I could, we, I've accused him before of being like you're trying to be too clever. And he, you're right, you can't do that because there's there's nothing he can do. What what's he going to do? Like put Kimi Oga left wing back? Like there's not like there's not. He doesn't really have the, the the options to be stupid and dick about with the team. But I think overall, Richard, I think we were, for me, we were by far the better side. And we, we it, the game was close because of our, well, stupidity, really, uh, giving that stupid goal away from a corner. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, the goal was... Was was rank poor. I think um, I think Hoffman could have done better. I think Doyle could have done better. You know, there's a crowd of players right in front of you. Right, where no, I'd moved, moved by then. Oh no, well that's the thing. Yeah, I, I made, I made it. So, ladies and gentlemen, he stands by row three and moves, and could have provided incredible insight into this goal, and now can't. I can't. No, but I had. I'd, well, I mean, I could see it. So I couldn't. It was at the other end of the ground. I was. I was pretty much. 
Well, I could see it. But <laughs> Shut your mouth. I will put you to sleep, sir. <laughs> but it, there was a lot of there were a lot of players in front of Hoffman, and I think he needed. He, he's got a decent stature for a goalkeeper, but yeah. when he's under pressure, he seems to lose about two foot from he's his height. Not very commanding. No, isn't no. He? he seems to like visibly shrink. You know, in a way I've not seen from from a keeper. And Lee Camp used to do that. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Well, Make he himself small. Yeah, yeah. Which wasn't it. Well, let's start with the resident goalkeeper. Michael, Michael. I mean, I was goalkeeper. It's absolutely fine. No, but seriously, Mick, like, Mick is a resident goalkeeper. Ah, yeah. Like, ah, yeah. so, like, it's not really my fault. How many county cup appearances have I got? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think either. Like the back, like the the defence or the keeper covers themselves in glory because they've the allowed them to be pinned on the line. So yeah. for me there, and we did nothing about it. I mean, all you need to do there is just be a little bit like kind of like straight-wise about it and just like push their attackers around a bit. The referee comes over, gives everyone a lecture, and then you can gear about five yards and get them and away then, from the And then you're line. probably getting a free kick as well uh, when it's, when it's, when it's, when it's uh, Exactly, I just think... Well, we'll talk about him soon. But I do think that was like naivety from both um, Hoffman and from the defence. I think I think Bailey Wright played well again today, so I don't want to dig him out, but I think when he's the most experienced defender there, along with Tom Flanagan, as I say, they should have been kind of... Like like taking ownership of that situation and getting us out because of no, the, the, the fact that like Hoffman yes he should do better but it's not really his fault that he's been pinned like that on his line and he had no chance of even coming for it so right, no that's fair and I, I think before we before we get bogged down and talking about the referee um, a lovely goal from Dan Neal yes first, first goal a fellow behind me when he, they, they took the, the corner along the ground went oh for f-. and then I just I turned around like, and went yeah and he went I went that's the best thing you've ever said mate to be fair it's a bit like when um, Fletcher scored that goal against Newcastle when they did the short corner yeah. and you can audibly hear the whole scene you go then two seconds later just carnage yeah. <laughs> but it lovely finish and I think he, Richard I think he needed that Neil I think he could do with a goal yeah definitely It's it's and it's also a reward for the, for the kind of resurgence that it's had I know the other week I said that maybe he deserves a break from the team, it was a little, a little as a, about a week ago. I think I said, yeah. maybe we should take him out the fire. You were line. wrong. I yeah, imagine. totally wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And he's put in two, two performances, including Morgan last week. Yeah. He's put in two performances that are like befitting of, of that kind of linchpin role that he plays. And I think in the first half, especially the the midfield, the midfield three of Pritchard, um, Winchester, and uh, and Dan Neil were. We're instrumental, really. That had had the beating of, of Plymouth, and obviously the change shaped to an extent in the second half with the injury to Gooch, um, and I know it pushed pushed Winchester out wide for a bit, and it, it kind of yeah. pulled, pulled us around a bit. It affected the team a lot. Though. I think it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't as, we were nowhere near as fluid in the second half. That said, we did have chances to really kill it. No, no more so than than Aidan O'Brien. <laughs> Well, in the last minute or so, like, I'm, I'm blaming the I'm blaming the pitch for that. I don't know. Obviously, I, I think he's got vested vest interest in that because I wrote the article about the pitch, but it's it, it really is bad. It's terrible. The pitch it's is bad. awful. It's really um, it's quite embarrassing. There was a couple of instances in the first half when, like, you could see like Dejaki was looking to get on the ball, but he didn't have the opportunity because the passes weren't like coming to him properly. Yeah. He was kind of he was waiting for the ball to come to him rather. You know yeah. what I mean. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. 
Also, smallwigs who are on the path to becoming bigwigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So it did kind of really affect, because we did play with a lot of kind of like snap in the first half, but we weren't, we weren't able to kind of sustain it at the times because the pitch was so kind of like... Hey, hopefully, we don't play now. Uh, on that until the 30th yeah, yeah. so hopefully I know Alan Titchmarsh can come in and uh, sort of like wakes magic on that yeah, Tom, we should like apply like, to be on like make your garden better yeah, yeah. or whatever that is garden, garden SOS or something yeah like Nick Knowles will yeah, sack for him no, well good because I'm blocked obviously we'll all know that I'm blocked there by Nick Knowles <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah well Speaking of dickheads, the referee. Um, Right, we can talk about him because he was, I think that was one of the worst refereeing performances I've ever seen. And this is, when we talk about refereeing performances, we're often clouded because we've either lost or something's cost us the game or we've drawn. He, they, they were just one of the worst people I've ever seen in my life. He was so bad, like everything he did just defied sense. So it, was, it wasn't it's the worst thing he did by any stretch of imagination. But in injury time, he gives us a fucking advantage when we've got the. Yes! Why would we want an advantage yeah. when we're 2 1 up in the 93rd minute? Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm on the ball then, I'd, I'm just picking that yeah, ball. Yeah, I would have like done. Like, like, I, I was like, what are you fucking doing? Like, uh, why, why on earth would we want an advantage in that scenario? Just give the free kick. Yeah. Like, there, was mo- there was a moment in like in, in the, f- the opening minutes where he, he just let something blatant go by and I just muttered to myself oh we've got one here yeah. not not thinking that that would actually be the case and then he did and a- there's, there's, there's letting the game play yeah. which is an admir- ad- admirable kind of stance to take but then there's just being completely blind to like obvious and clear fouls well it was a passage of play in the second half when we blatantly had a foul on the edge of their box which was just the clear as day of the foul and then he didn't give that he didn't give that but then he didn't give the free kick that was also blatant in the same passage of play on the on our right hand side when and then Stewart went down in the box I, I don't think that was a penalty but there were two blit, and he's he, he's not seen either of them. And the moment where Tajaku looked like I think it was Tajaku. Not sure who it was on that on that on that right hand side who was clearly like tripped over. Oh yes, yeah. he balls yeah, yeah. out of his feet and he's tripped over. Yeah. And it was like that's obvious. That's play. Yeah. And it seems as well. You, you just you just allowed to just foul people off the ball. It seems. Oh yeah. The amount of times where we'd have a break on and they would just flatten one of our players like off the yeah. ball, and he would just like literally just didn't. Say, it's, honestly, just beg his belief. Like everything that happened in the second half was was on him. That was he set those rules of engagement. So he turned that. Mood. He did turn the whole game really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there was that, that little kind of 
that little uh, scuffle in the box, which nobody likes to see, but everybody loves to see at yeah. the same time. That that wouldn't be happening if, re- no. if the referee had just, just made it made a bit of a firmer stance on things. I uh, just so I think we can officially brand them a uh, wise men say loser. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if that's a new feature, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> massively on board with it. And we are call them right off. Or no, that's another podcast. That's another podcast that I do with someone else. But one thing I know. Sorry, Mick. One thing I noticed was well, I've checked out his record. This is the biggest stadium he's refed at this season by a country. So he's been doing League 2 He's been doing League 1 Oh bless him And there was a moment where I know we were talking about Before we recorded When, when, the, when the fans were singing You're not fit to referee yeah. In full voice yeah. both, and set, like, both sets of fans yeah, were singing that yeah. <laughs> But he puffed, he, he puffed his chest out uh, And he kind of like peacocked over And it was just like You're absolutely loving this aren't you it's like, I hope he gets gouts personally This is your Glastonbury isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely loving He's this Can I just yeah. say well, I love the kind of 1950s pomposity Of that chance still happening in 2021 <laughs> Like in what other context would you? He's not fit to referee. Well, he's not. Oh, <laughs> I know, but, you know, you're watching the game in your living room. You wouldn't like to clear that, <laughs> no, would you? No, yeah, he's it, not. It, he is not fit to referee this game. <laughs> I've got a feeling he's not done his training. <laughs> <laughs> he's lacking key competencies. <laughs> no, what I was going to say as well, we're quite well placed to talk about losers as well, aren't we? So being losers, being losers, losers you know. Well, uh, uh, yeah, I think you should go and get him, Mick. But um. Yeah, it's a good win though. Uh, I think the way we kind of like, it, it was a shame we had to grind it out, but the day we showed kind of both sides to like what we can do, so we played some really good football and blew the away at times, yeah. but we also like dug in, grounded out at all the cliches, and we, and in fairness, we dealt with their attacking threats like quite well, so Hoffman, I can't recall him, he made one good save in the second half. I think the 2 0 Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. That was a good save. But other than that, I can't remember them creating anything. And even when we kind of had we had a spell in the game, we still on the counter looked a real threat. Um, and I think um, I think we're all mitigating factors for the second half, though. So I think that is the third game in seven days. And I know it's the same for like a lot of clubs, but that was the same 11 where you put out. Uh, like Pritchard, he's not really like. He's been excellent, by the way. We've not mentioned Pritchard. But one thing which I think goes like not unnoticed, but he's great on the ball, etc. But the work he does off the ball with leading the press, etc., he's absolutely fantastic at that. And I think he's absolutely ran himself into the ground like three times over the past seven days, and that's not easy when he's already played one ninety minutes this season. Um, and I think obviously, like as I say, like Diakou, he's getting the minutes into his like under his belt. We've got like like Ross Stewart in an ideal world. We would be looking to kind of bring him off earlier and stuff like that because he's. I think I think he, he's not snatching the chances, but I think if he was fresher, he might kind of like look a bit more like scoring. Wasn't quite at it. Yeah, was it? but he still runs himself into the ground. So I think that them um, and the way we pressed the first half as well, I don't think that was sustainable because I think we'll, uh, and it's natural to get a bit leggy. And as I say, I think um, we really did dig in and we um, were defended well, we were resolute and to come away with three points, it's a very satisfying victory. It is. And, and I think at the end of the game, you kind of saw like the way the fans reacted and the way the players reacted. It felt like a very big three points. No, it really did. Uh, for me, uh, it's a, it's, I know, you know, we, we, we won 5-0 on Tuesday, but that was a more, far more enjoyable game than Tuesday night. And uh, it felt like an actual game that we've won and we've made some ground on Wigan. We're going to have drawn. Uh, Wickham drawn as well. Uh, Rotherham won, but Milton Keynes lost to Oxford. So we've made up some ground. We're third now. We're two points behind Rotherham. We're level on points with Wigan. We're on 42 now. Yeah. We're two points a game. So that's loser crack. I'm not interested in that. Simple maths. I'm not again. Again, I'm not interested in any of this. 
we're going to go to the bar now because I've had enough of talking about this. But um, I. Can we, can we just say a fair play to Plymouth? No. For the fans? No. Because they've come here by boat today. A HMS uh, falling down the lane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're obviously next to the, we're in, we're in next and to the harbour. We are in the harbour. In the harbour, yeah. And Josh Whittingham's going to have a miserable night, which is oh, always yeah. nice. That's always yeah. nice. Uh, yeah, I think uh, they, do, the they do travel in the way. There's about 1,200 of them or so, 1,500 of them today. Yeah, I saw the um, team boat coming in. Not a Plymouth fan, but this is class vibes. <laughs> respect. Uh, respect. No, because they were singing, like, loser songs, what but, there? yeah. Yeah, probably like they were singing loser songs about like the wanting to go home. Well, go home. Um, yeah, it's going to take coming, young man. Exactly. It's going to take you three days and you'll get scurvy, but seriously. Yeah, you have to row home. That's not our fault. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Gareth and Stephen, I imagine, will be back on. I've seen him since London. Who? Stephen? Well, he's been stolen. Been stolen? I saw him uh, and he's bald. <laughs> I saw him at half time today and he broadly was wearing the same hat as me. All oh, right, well. Hats for you. Um, yeah, they'll be back on Monday. I'll be back with some loser from Austria on Thursday. And uh, we don't play during the week, do we? No. Right, okay, great. Well, um, that's probably it then. So, yeah, enjoy uh, the three points against the mighty Plymouth Argyle. And thanks very much for listening. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.